0: My guest this week has lived a million lifetimes. New York Times best-selling author, Vanity Fair editor-in-chief, executive editor, interview magazine, contributing editor, allure and parade, cast member of the original Tales of the City, Foster parent to animal kind, he has brushed elbows with pretty much every celebrity you could imagine. His story of interviewing Madonna in her home nearly made me pass out while screaming, Material Girl! And on top of all this, one of the most humble and kind humans. Kevin and I were practically neighbors in Hudson, New York when I lived there for a brief period of time from 2018 to 2019. We met at a Justin Vivian Bond performance. Not long after, I had Kevin over for dinner. Friends, this conversation contains frank talk about drug use and addiction. Here is my combo with Kevin. How are you? I'm
1: fine. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, yeah it's snowing a little bit it was snowing a bit today oh so i don't know if it's still snowing i'd rather be snowed in than pandemic in so um i sort of like the snow but it, um, know, it gets the shut in aspect of this a natural order i guess i guess the virus is a natural order but um still so it it makes it more uh, earthly
0: right are you getting a lot of snow we got a lot earlier in the week. Um, but
1: I, I I, enjoy it. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: How is your pandemic going? Oh, well,
1: at, well, I'm a solitary person. So at first I was fine. I was sort of fine. Um, but I think everybody's just sort of going nuts now, finally. It's, if I had to cook another great meal for myself and sit down by myself and eat a beautiful meal by myself it's just finally, I mean, even, even loners are lonely, I think now. Mm. So, um, and plus I lost, I lost, you know, Teddy during it. Mm-hmm. That's the very first of it. I planned a um, one of my month long trips to London. And, uh, and as we say in my fellowship, there's our plan. There's God's plan. And she decided God that I um, didn't need to go to London because Teddy was sick. But I'd gone to London, I would have missed the last month of his life. Uh, He died the 1st of May, and I was Mm -hmm. here for April. Mm
0: -hmm. Shut
1: in with him here with piss pads everywhere. Um, And, uh, yeah, so the beginning of my pandemic was very traumatic because it was was, – hard because I just never left and he was just shitty and pissing everywhere and I was just sleeping in it with him and mm-hmm. I washed my sheets every day and um, I, in fact his, his uh, piss pads are still over the, I still have a bag
0: mm-hmm.
1: they don't smell but still I just can't throw them out and they're over in the corner and there's a paper bag of his piss pads stuffed over there I can't throw him out it's just it's so weird but mm-hmm. like his DNA is here or something I just right. can't um, so it was really hard and there was a sort of a, a downward spiritual spiral and I used drugs and so uh, all that was a part of it and then I realized I was using his death to use drugs which um, doubled the guilt of it all and I, so I called this guy who used to take care of him for me here, mm-hmm. uh, loved him and his little girl loved him. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to cry here. Ooh. Teddy wanted me to call that guy to be my sponsor. So I called that guy mm-hmm. and he's my sponsor. Um, and then um, I tried to get a couple of other dogs. This is so maudlin, I know, I'm sorry. But this is, no, you ask what, pandemic, and this is what it's yeah, been about for me. Um, yeah. So I was going to get a couple of other dogs. I thought, okay, I think I can do this. I can get another dog. So I went to Animal Kind. You, you know Animal Kind, the cat place here. Yeah. And, and I said, maybe I could foster one of the cats here. And the woman there, Katrine, the German woman said, do you want a dog? I went, well, yeah, I'm a dog person. And she said, well, there's a dog that I might get on Monday that you can, it's like a, it's a basset. Can you handle a basset? I said, yeah, I think I'll foster a dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was getting all ready for it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then the person decided not to give it up. No. And so I was very disappointed about that. Then I went online and thought, well, I almost was ready. So I had the impulse. Let me find another dog. So I mm-hmm. found one that they bring up from Kentucky to Albany, and they're going to bring it t- to me. They bring them up once a week. They sent me a video, and it was such a puppy. I thought, oh, God, I want an older dog. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I can have a puppy. I just don't think I can because there's so much energy in that dog. Yeah. And so I-, I said, you know, I don't feel right about this I i know my instincts i trust these instincts and just i'm not the right person for, for that dog so i was taking a long walk one day and i turned back into animal kind and i went, you know what you just let me foster a cat i'll foster a cat i just yeah. need another creature in my house so i said but i need a gray one because i need one that will look good in my loft so i want a gray one I'm, Cause sure. I am a, I'm a shallow sure. homosexual. And I thought that would almost my glibness would stop her from giving me a cat. So, so the input, impo- so I, I acted on the impulse, but I didn't want her to accept the action. I just wanted to take the action and I wanted her to say no. Um, but she said, you know, there's a gray one right behind you. Uh-huh. That I think would be perfect for you. I'm good with cats and animals. I sensed that one and I thought she's bullshitting me. So I went into the glass room and Finn was his name. Um And he was over the corner and scared to death. He sort of let me reach in and sort of touch him, but he was so scared. She said, you have to be very gentle with them. He was just brought back a couple of weeks ago with his sister. The woman didn't want them. She said they weren't emotional enough. They hid from her all the time. Mm-hmm. She couldn't stand them that he was, he, he, he had, issues. We think he was a feral kitten. So they, and then they adopted out the girl. So he was a, brought back, rejected, abandoned, and th- and they thought he had asthma or some sort of heart condition. So he said, I don't, they said, we don't know if anyone's ever going to adopt him, but maybe we mm-hmm. will because he's gray. So I went in and I felt very connected to him. And then there was a moment when our eyes met and I had the thought we can heal together, you and me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought, you know what, Teddy just put that thought in my head. And when I thought that, Finn just looked like—I mean, he just focused, like he had the same thought. Mm-hmm. I—I can—I can take this cat. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, you know what, I think I'll take the cat. And then she checked. She went, oh, but he's not fixed yet. We're not going to let you foster a cat that's not fixed. So. We'll fix him, come back on Thursday and check on him. We're gonna fix him on Thursday morning. Maybe you can have him on Friday. So I went back on Thursday afternoon and she went, you know what, just take him home. So Mm -hmm. I brought him home that Thursday. He had his balls cut off. He didn't know where the fuck he was. He went straight under my towel rack in my bathroom as far back as he Uh could go, as deep as he could go. And I thought, you know what? I want this cat to understand that he can trust me. Mm -hmm. And I love him already. So I got out all my blankets and my comforters and put them on the bathroom floor mm-hmm. and my pillows. And I slept the first night on the bathroom floor with him. Mm-hmm. I slept on the floor of the bathroom. I've been on bathroom floors before. <laughs> I've wallowed on bathroom floors before. Trust me. I've done some crazy shit on bathroom floors. I've never slept on the bathroom floor for a cat. And it was the smartest thing I ever did. Yeah. He he we bonded that night, I think. I think we bonded that night. And so every every, every day since I've tried to be worthy of his trust because I really, because at that point, because I'd used drugs and I was getting sober again. And Mm -hmm. it was, I'd lost a friend over it almost. I just, I was deep in grief. I just needed to be trusted. I really needed some creature to trust me. Some sentient being to trust me because I do believe that dogs and cats are, Mm are sentient beings. Um, and I just want to be worthy because he trusts me. He still doesn't trust any other human. He runs and hides when anyone is in this house, but but me, he will not come out. Mm-hmm. But with me, he has total trust. And then I began to love him enough that I thought, like I did with Archie, who you never met, who was the dog I had before Teddy, who mm-hmm. died before I moved there in San Francisco. I thought, you know what? I love you enough. I'm not going to be an arrogant human. I'm not enough for you. You need another cat. You need a cat in your life. I just, I just sent, I sensed it because he'd had that sister and, mm-hmm. but I kept going back to animal kind.
0: and never could really, it never felt right. I mean, you needed I, a matching cat. Well, I need a black cat. <laughs> you need a, I need another gray cat.
1: <laughs> no, another black, I got a black one. But oh, black okay. are hard to adopt out, according to Katrine. People don't want to adopt a black cat. Oh, they're, really? They're freaked out by them. Right. So it was, it was around Christmas and I went in one more time to, like, check them out. because so I thought, i got to do this, but nothing seems right. And, and all the cats were afraid of me. And Katrine said, she texted me and said, I have the cat for you. And I trusted her because she knew I would match Finn. And um, she went, trust me, this this kitten is for you. And I went in. She went, this is, this is the last kitten that has not been adopted for Christmas. Her name is Matadorn. Um, mm-hmm. and she's a little black kitten, and she's she's the last one here. No one wanted her, but she's a very special cat. So I went in, I met her, I I, I we sort of bonded. I started to walk home because I was calling her Maddie, and as I was walking home, I thought, Wait a minute, because Maddie in my first memoir Mississippi Sissy is was my maid growing up, a big part of that book, and. I went, oh my God, I was calling her Maddie. And it was. I felt like this little kid again. And I realized she's a little black girl. She named Maddie and she hadn't been adopted for Christmas. You know, I'm this gay man is going to adopt this cat. So I went, I turned right back around and went and got her. And less than 24 hours, they completely bonded. Mm. Completely. They were just mm-hmm. besotted with each other. But it's a lot to raise a kitten. And sometimes I look at the two of them And I feel really pathetic. I do. I have to own that, that I've become an old cat lady in Hudson, a little bitty town upstate New York. I got two cats and I'm 65 years old. You know, it's like, what happened? I'm a cat lady in a little town upstate New York. What the fuck happened?
0: But that's my life. Yeah, I think it really (laughs) isn't. It isn't isn't until you're eating the pate out of the can while you're lying in bed that you're truly the cat lady. I think you're still fine. You're in good territory.
1: You know, the last thing I do every damn day is my (laughs) ritual is I'm bending over and I'm cleaning out a litter box every day. Mm. The last thing I do every day is I'm picking up shit. Right. and And it's the last ritual of my day is to Humble myself by picking up shit. My last, these cats have taught me. But one thing cats teach you, or these two specific cats have taught me, is how to acknowledge need without being needy, which is an interesting cat thing, I think. Um, and or maybe I'm just ready for mm. that lesson. I don't know. And they're they're here, and I'm letting them teach me that. But um, but also it's the it's that humility of cleaning out that litter box at the end of every day. I mean, I picked up shit on the street with dogs and stuff. Yeah, it's something like that in your house, secret like like the privacy of your home. Yeah, it's just the first time they shit in front of me when I was brushing my teeth. It was like, Ooh, oh, 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 yeah. Here, here goes the boundaries. <laughs> I know, like, way Yeah, boundaries, please. Oh. And then the first time you're taking a dump and they and and Maddie comes and like sits in the litter box and looks at you like, okay, you ready? <gasps> Go. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What is going on yeah. here? But but yeah. But you know, there's also because of that lesson, I'm trying to be open to whatever they're teaching me. Because mm-hmm. I've never living with cats is so different than dogs. It's so different. And I am a dog person. I have the only the last c- couple of weeks I've owned that I'm a dog person who has two cats and mm-hmm. now I'm having to navigate that. Like, what is that about? Mm-hmm. Cause I am not a cat person and I don't think I'm even, I'm not even really a dog person. I was an Archie and Teddy person, but I've had dogs. I didn't work. I gave them away. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's just, but but I, but I'm more of a dog person than a cat person. So that's an interesting aspect of this. Um, but and also, because I've talked about drugs, I think part of drug use, because it was involved in the end of Teddy's life, is you're you're surrendering in a carnal sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my drug use is about degradation. Like it's just degrading to do them, but also to get into a situation that's sort of degrading, whether it's sexual or mm-hmm. just what. So drugs help you surrender that way. And to be sober and around these cats has been about surrender in a spiritual way and about humility. And there's just a membrane there. Mm-hmm. There's such a membrane there between s- carnal surrender, degradation, spiritual surrender, humility. Mm-hmm. It's just a membrane, and it's so easy to break that membrane for me as an addict. It's just so easy. So, um,
0: does taking care of um, does taking care of something else help you to get out of your own shit or get out of your own way? Not
1: you. Uh, well, not if I'm willful. No, I I I can be willful enough to like, you know, no, I didn't. I mean, I I, Arch, once I got sober, Archie never saw me high again, but Teddy did. So, you know, it's um, no, it doesn't. No, no, it has nothing to do with taking care of someone,
0: right? because you know? I think I remember you telling me at one point. Um you, you you shared a story when you had used and then you were sort of attentive to um the way that Teddy was reacting to you when you had used within your loft.
1: Oh Teddy was yeah, my dogs would try to yeah, uh, they wouldn't yeah, they did not like it. They didn't want me to have sex, they didn't like they went after the drug drug. Dealer, like that uh, yeah. No. They they tried to herd me toward my better self. Literally herd me.
0: Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I I got nausea when I was drunk off my ass. Uh-huh. And somehow I, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but I drove drove Health. drunk to um a shelter and got her. <laughs> and then I remember like I had somehow passed out and I woke up the the next morning and I was just thinking like, oh my God, what have I done? Mm. What the fuck have I done? I mean, to
1: take care of an animal is a lot. It's not not like a shield, but it's still a lot. It's a lot.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but (laughs) I mean, Nastia's definitely seen me through thank god they can't type that's all i can say
1: (laughs) or pick up the phone (laughs) but but how how is she teddy loved her so much as did i
0: she's um she's good uh you know she's a big avid hiking dog she loves the outdoors she loves running around and of course Mm -hmm. i'm living in denver now so we're completely surrounded by mountains You know, you can get outdoors all the time. I I take her hiking with me. She's a champ. You know, I've taken her up to thirteen miles of a hike, Mm -hmm. um, nonstop back and forth, and she's perfectly fine. She doesn't seem to be tiring. And she's going to be, and she's going to be ten. So I don't know what's going on with that. Whether one day she'll just, you know, sort of like get up and go like, you know what, I'm not going to go out anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and it's what you buy into when you have a pet is it, it's you sort of buy into the grief that's coming
0: but yeah um, i mean there are times when it has crossed my mind um her advancing in age like i've i've had that image appear to where i was there um you know when she was in her last days but i actually don't think about it that much because there's nothing slowing her down Right, right. And I don't know if that means that, you know, just one day, like I said, she's gonna just decide she's not, she's not doing it anymore, or she's just gonna be one of those dogs that lives for a very long time.
1: Right, right. Well, part of, of getting these cats is I, I look at them and I think I gotta live to eighty now, at least to eighty, but I got two oh, fucking
0: cats to take yeah, care of. Cats around. live, cats live for some time. Oh, and you have a, like a, a newborn.
1: I have a new one. Gosh, <laughs> four months old. So, but, you know, last night, because I can't believe we're talking about our animals were like two old queens, but uh, well uh, that's the
0: name of the podcast. Two, two old queens. queens. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's my next podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, then has no interest in sleeping with me. He sort of freaked out when I lie down. It's sort of, he doesn't know how to deal with me in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took a long time for him to like being picked up. He's very, he loves me. We're so profoundly connected. I'm Mm -hmm. profoundly connected to that cat. I don't understand it. As I said, I needed someone to trust me when he walked into my life Mm -hmm. to trust me. I do think Archie and Teddy led me to him. I think they live on in him and, and, in some way. i truly believe I feel feel their presence. But last night, uh, because she's a kitten and, and I feel like uh Maddie has two dads, like Finn and Kevin, right? So he does what he does, but she loves to come and purr on my chest and take naps with me, which I really was longing for because Archie and Teddy love to sleep with me, and I really missed it. I really missed it. Um, so last night. She's, she's always purring and sleeping here, the kitten. But last night, she spooned for the first time, mm. which is what Archie and Teddy always, they love to spoon. And I miss mm-hmm. that so much. Like, oh my God, she's spooning. Oh, my God. I did not know a cat's spoon. Oh, my God. And I fell asleep. And I woke up from a dream, a deep, vivid dream about Archie. And she wasn't there. But I think that was sort of tied in to dreaming about him. And this morning, I went to look for him and like do a little portfolio on Facebook and Instagram of, of him. Cause I talk about Teddy and Finn and Maddie a lot. But I hardly ever talk about Archie a lot. Um, but he, he opened my heart to be able to have these other creatures in my life. And I didn't know I could still cry over him. He died three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. four, four years ago. And did Archie say, come
0: with you to Hudson? No, he, he died in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And then you... you Did you get Teddy in San Francisco and then Teddy came with you or did you get Teddy? Teddy, Teddy I got in New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I
1: took them both to San Francisco and then Archie died in San Francisco and then Teddy died here. Uh, the, the vet wanted me to... Um, he said, you know, you can probably keep him alive for a bit longer, but you have mm. to give him a drip every morning because his kidney shut shut
0: down. Oh a drip like an IV drip? IV drip was a huge the needle was like this big. Oh
1: god. I tried it one morning that like sticky had to stick it in the back of his uh. neck. And I did, I saw I did, I got it in there and then it came out because he like didn't like it. And the next morning I tried it again and I and he just looked at me like I don't want to do this. Yeah. I and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to make you do this. And I do sort of have regret. Maybe I should have tried, but I thought, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for you. And I I don't want the last, you know, several months of your life to be about sticking a needle in you. So even that was sort of a lesson, like, because, you know, I'm an, when I use drugs, I was sticking a needle in my arm. Um, so all that was sort of tied in, like, oh, needles and Ugh. anyway I could do a whole podcast on just needles in my life but but that really and that drip hung over on on that oh uh, can you see that there's oh a, yeah you the light there's a coat rack um there's a coat rack there i don't, I don't know if you, i don't know if you can see yeah see. yeah but, but there's a coat rack and it hung there for a long time i just let it hang there cuz i just couldn't even take that that down i lived with like a drip hanging there um mm. and then it reminded me of my mother when she was dying she always had drips you know, it was it, there was a lot the first of the pandemic was just like my life was flashing before me. right yeah. was a lot the first of this fucking pandemic
0: yeah i i was thinking a lot about um hudson during the pandemic just because you're you know it's such a small town but yet it's so dependent on people coming through it's come, dependent on tourists for you know buying things on Warren Street yeah. and then
1: we have trumpers around here so they would come into town some sometimes at the beginning and, and adamantly not wear masks and look at you on the on the sidewalk like try me. Just try me. Oh, and we like crowd boys coming through and pickups with the no bullshit banners and the Trump banners, and, Just... um, and they come through town blowing their horns. Why? And sometimes they park. <laughs> park and sit there and want a confrontation. And people, it was sort of an agreed upon silent agreement in town don't
0: engage. Don't were engage. they coming from the surrounding, like Colum- Columbia County? Where were they?
1: Yeah, There's a lot of Trump pockets
0: here yeah Mm -hmm. i I do know that um because i've seen the signs uh, i don't
1: don't like to say his name anymore yeah I, I, i say he who shall never be named again
0: i know but you know what the shitty thing is and this is something that i was saying the entire fucking presidency is that would this person would not have so much power if it weren't for news outlets constantly blasting the name over and over and over again. It was the only thing they were covering. Now, I know it's the president, well, the former president of the United States, but it's like you're empowering this person because you're constantly just barraging us with the name over and over and over again. And they're still fucking doing it.
1: Well, they're going to do it
0: next week, of course. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's that's not happening. But, you know, as long as he doesn't have Twitter... He's going to um, dissipate. He's going to disappear finally. But but Hudson just made this scary in a way, but I guess it's good in a way. I, I, I don't I have two minds about it. There was a travel and leisure thing that they put out once a, like once a year. Like the 10, 11 best small towns in America to live in. And Hudson was right after Sedona and Carmel and right before. Carmel abortion. is lovely. <laughs> was Carmel, Sedona, Hudson.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, when I think of Carmel, I think Ocean.
1: Doris Day. I think of Doris Day.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Because I'm an old queen on the Two Old Queens podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, no, listen. I was listening to a Doris Day, Doris Day on vinyl the other day because I got a shitload of vinyl um, for $1 each at this big... um, sort of like vintage thrift type warehouse thing we have here. It's just a big warehouse with lots of local vendors and things. And they had this one big thing was just all hundreds of vinyl. And I got all this vinyl and they're $1 each. And Doris, I got Doris Day. I got Santana. I got Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I got just all of these vinyls. I was listening Watch
1: the Doris Day show.
0: I believe I've probably seen a clip, but I've never intentionally. Oh,
1: it changed the format
0: every year. Like, Suddenly she had like she was a different woman. Like she started out
1: on a farm and then suddenly like the next season, she was living in San Francisco and working at a magazine. And Rose Marie was her best friend. And she had this fabulous life. So she she had this it was a great San Francisco show. And she was always doing fashion shows with like hairstyles and fashion. And it was so queer. It was the oh. queerest, yeah. Since
0: you brought up San Francisco, I have to ask you, since you were on the original Tales... Is it Tales yeah. of the City or Tales...
1: Because I mean, I mean, Armistead's dog just died, Philo. Who? Armistead Maupin's dog, Philo, just died. Oh, just- no. Oh, and he lives in London now with, with his husband, Chris. They right. got the puppy, but Philo, they had for a long time, a Labradoodle. So, right. So he's going through grief. So, everything ties in. But, but anyway, San Francisco, Tales of the City. So
0: yeah, you were on the original Tales of the City. Did you see the reboot? I think I saw bits of it. Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen oh, bits of oh, it. Oh,
1: but... you mean the one that was on Netflix?
0: The, yeah, the one that was just yeah, on.
1: Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that great. I love a- Alan Poole, who was involved in the original, also was involved in, in that one. Uh, I I like the fact that they they expanded what being queer means. I like yeah. that aspect of it. I think their intentions were good, but some of it didn't quite work for me. But, um, but I have a mm. soft spot for' because I'm an old queen. <laughs> Let's yeah. go back to that again. You know, I'm not. It was it was for a younger generation, I think. Plus, it reminded me how much. Marianne gets on my nerves. Like, that character's like, why why is everybody her friend? She gets on my nerves.
0: So you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I I watched a little bit of it because I, I would watch Olympia de open a letter. Right. You know. Um Yeah, and I, I remember Olympia even thinking about Olympia de reminds me of how much I missed the live theater. <laughs>
1: I miss it so much. i um, you know, I know. Man,
0: man. I was, we have a lot of things that pull through here in Denver because of the Denver Theater Center. And yeah. then that has a big touring house down there. But they were, I was going to the symphony because I'm also, you know, I live alone, I'm single. So I go to the symphony by myself. Mm-hmm. But I was going to the symphony like every Friday night. And it was my favorite thing to do. I would sit up. I would sit up right, like the, I'd over the. Huh. I do the same thing. I do the same thing in San Francisco. Yeah, I just. I love having date night with myself, but now, now I haven't been doing it so.
1: Every night is date night with yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, but it's like scary when it's date night in my house. It's just me alone, like pouring chocolate so, syrup on a pint of ice cream and shoveling it in my mouth. <laughs> i make cakes now. I know. <laughs> I've seen your cake story all over Instagram. Not earlier, I
1: just baked one up because I believe in acts of kindness. <laughs> so I baked, I've become that eccentric old man. I baked, I baked a cake yesterday and gave the whole thing away. I went out walking him. In Hudson, oh. in my little bags with my pieces of cake, and I walk down the street and give it to shop owners and people. Oh I my know.
0: God, I love that. <laughs>
1: I was giving away cake. That's what I do now. I'm the yeah. crazy old man who gives away cake.
0: Is it the I, olive I know, I, you've been making? What is it, an olive and orange? Olive, orange. And then I've just started making oh. uh,
1: uh, olive oil lime cake with mandarin orange slices
0: oh. baked in. No, wait, is there so is there dairy in it or is it just? Well, the,
1: there's no dairy in the olive oil or orange cake. That that right. recipe is none. Uh, but the lime cake has a half a cup of milk. Oh, okay. But you don't really have to put the milk. And I don't think, but it does give it an, another kind of texture. I All can't right. believe I'm talking about cakes, cats, and cakes. Oh,
0: oh I mean, God. it's the only conversation one should be having in the pandemic <laughs> about cats and cakes.
1: <laughs> I think some other seas, whatever. Okay. I yeah. mean,
0: ugh. Yeah, it used to be Coke and cocks. Now it's cakes and cats. I know, but well, you know. We all have to. We all have to grow up sometime.
1: <laughs>
0: a friend of mine the other day asked me, "They're like, where where can we go clubbing in town?" I was like, "I don't know if you recall or not, but we're in the pandemic still, so I don't think anyone's going out and dancing." Uh,
1: I just want to go to the theater again. Although there have been a few things streaming that. That have worked on on the streaming platform. There was Three Kings from the Old Vic. I liked and uh, the. Where did you watch that? Uh, at the Old Vic, they had a live uh, thing called Three Kings. That was a one man oh. show with Matt Scott, which was amazing. Um, what else have I seen that I liked that worked? Uh, three Hotels that they just did with Moises Kaufman's group. Uh, oh, t-
0: Tectonic. Tect-
1: Yes. Where did um, you watch that? It, it, it was streamed and it was free. You just donated to to uh uh Broadway carers if you okay. if you want to it was, it was with Bobby Kanabali and uh, Marissa Tome. They were so good in it. Um, and there and then there's that that play about the right-wing Christian college that Everyone loves something, the fourth turning or the something.
0: Yeah, the turning of the, I know what you're talking about because Uh, it was playing at the Wilma and the Wilma was streaming it. it.
1: Well, they did did it at the Wilma, but also the original cast
0: did a live one for
1: Playwrights Horizons where it it was done in New York. Oh, it really lent itself because it was live also, but it really lent itself to the streaming format. It was, I was blown away by by that. Yeah you Know how many Netflix things can you watch? I mean, there's just so much. I mean, how many more Netflix and Hulu? And, yeah, I mean, but instead of watching the Super Bowl this evening, I'm doing my Sunday night thing that I do. I watch uh, All Creatures Great and Small on Sunday night on PBS. And then uh, I, uh, your honor, that uh, um, thing on Showtime with the guy that was on Breaking Bad, what's his name?
0: Um, Brian Cranston, right? Yeah, but you know.
1: Your Honor is exactly breaking. It's Breaking Bad. It's just oh, he's really? a Judge. He's a. He, he's he's a he's 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 a good man who does bad things. Who's in a moral dilemma and a crisis. But it's exactly the same performance. Exactly the same <laughs> emotional dilemma. It's just he's a judge in New Orleans. He doesn't sell meth in Arizona. Right. Or
0: right. I'll have to tell my parents about that because my parents binged Breaking Bad and loved it, and they
1: your your honor and the, that, yeah. the kid who plays his son is is openly gay because so, okay. i always do my i go down a rabbit hole with cast i like pause it and i go okay like yeah. your honor cast list and all the cast comes up and you you don't know someone you can do research on them i have to know all about the cast because right. i have a sometimes i have a trouble watching film because i always think about the set and I think about all the crew and the sound guys and the the like. I think about the technical aspect. Like, no, oh. that's not what's really going on. Like all around them, it's like people with your headphones on and right. Like, as as I have the film has to be really good for me to suspend my
0: disbelief. Oh, because you're thinking you're I'm thinking about yeah. You're thinking about all the shit going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: doing. I'm revisiting series that. Caught my eye, but I never went into them. So currently, I just finished the second season of The Sinner. There's
1: someone I just saw that somewhere. And is a it, new
0: is it good? it's it's good. Um, the, the first season was really good, the second season lost me Matt, a imagine. little bit, but the new season just came out yesterday. And um, oh gosh, that really hot? hot actor, hot gay Matt, actor, yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah. No, wait, he's gay in real life, right? right yeah, uh-huh. Well, he's in the new season, and that just came out, and I'm going to start watching <laughs> that tonight. <laughs> I think
1: different than the previous season.
0: Yeah, it's a different story. The the um, Bill Pullman it plays a detective who has gone through the first and the second season. I don't know if he's in the third. I'm just going. I'm going to assume. I think that... he
1: is. I think he is. Yeah.
0: So game. he's the one um thread that goes through the whole series. The
1: sinner. Huh? Why is it called the sinner? <sighs>
0: Well, you know, I I was trying to figure that out too. There were some sort of like well there was a there was a religious theme in the family in the first season. The second season doesn't have a Christian um religious theme in it. There's a there's a kind of a cult involved and then I don't know with the third season. But maybe it could have been one of those things where it was just the the title was from the first season. They didn't necessarily maybe know where they were going. I don't know. But, but it definitely, um, there's a sort of Christian component that shows up in the first season. And then Jessica Biel is in the first season. And then Jessica Biel becomes the executive producer of it. Or is the executive producer of it moving forward. I've never really... Jessica Biel hasn't necessarily been a go-to for me, which is why I think I never watched it.
1: That's a good title. Jessica Biel has never been a go-to. <laughs> <kid. laughs> Just- I watched a cover story on her and tandem <laughs> with Jennifer Garner. It was like a friendship issue.
0: Oh my gosh! Did you keep getting them confused? No, oh,
1: no. I was at the dinner table, and it was I think it was from a reclaimer, but Jennifer Biel and Jennifer Garner, the Jennifer.
0: Yeah. I guess they're not—they're not to be confused. I don't know. They're kind of—I guess they're not even really similar. Maybe they just—maybe I just think because they're both beautiful and have long brown hair. <laughs> to famous guys,
1: right? Uh, but Jennifer Beal was very into water activism, if I'm remembering correctly. About to very that—that that was her like her, her like water
0: can cons- con- no about water
1: and the, like water b- being available in the world especially right. in Africa and uh, I think she yeah. climbed up Kilimanjaro to to have people sponsor her to like give the money to water I don't know it was I, it's I don't know she probably didn't
0: need to do that as a famous person. She could just say, "Sponsor me." <laughs> when you said her
1: name, the first thing, first thing I thought was, water.
0: "Right."
1: Well, didn't you? What you
0: climbed? I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Kilimanjaro. I was just thinking the other day. You know, we have. Well, actually, I think some of our mountains here are are taller than a lot of um, the mountains. Or Kilimanjaro is what fourteen thousand. I can't remember it's the tallest peak in africa All right? because ours we have we have 14ers here um and i've done a couple of them but i definitely have been thinking a lot about trying to climb some mountains outside but, of the country no
1: i climbed Mount know, i i, I, I walked the camino and and i really feel the pull lately to. So, do something else like that it's like you you, i'm I'm gonna be 65 next month next month i'm 65 i'm old i mean that's old but i still sort of feel like i i'm okay Mm. so i still want to do something physical that's spiritual while i still can do you have a list Uh, no i i thought about going back to the camino there was a part of me that wanted to walk the camino on my 65th birthday, Mm. but the pandemic um so i don't know um there'll be something i'll i'll figure out a lot of people have walked the camino more than once so i the only thing about that is i don't want to try to reconjure that first experience Mm. Uh, i know it it can be its own experience but it won't be a new experience because i will have the memory the built-in memory of having walked it so right but the army would like to walk it again because i did meet people on the camino some of them oh, like in their 80s, who were doing it, you know, this was number four or five. Um, so, yeah, I would like to do something like, like that again. Though. I think I need I I need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do- the, the, the pandemic almost feels like something like, like that, that. We're all in this. <laughs> we've all sort of had, it's, we've been still, but we've had to endure. It's about, it's endurance. It's endurance. We had to
0: endure it. Yeah. I mean I've definitely I've I've done some of my own deep work <laughs> during the pandemic <laughs> just, just deep self work
1: and to deal with other people's selfishness about how they deal with yeah. it. Yeah. I like to understand that. It's really hard to understand.
0: Yeah, I was getting very I was spending too much time being angry at other people for um for shit like not wearing a mask or wearing a mask incorrectly or things like that i'm like i'm spending way too much fucking energy being mad at people when i just need to let that aspect of myself go yeah
1: and and now a friend of mine has told me he's even talked to his shrink about this that he thinks and his shrink said you know it's it is a thing vaccine envy that People have such anger and issues about not being able to get the vaccine, and then seeing people post on social media about getting the vaccine, and they get all worked up about it. Mm. And I'm, I'm just like, well, not even do, but you can't, you can't control a system. You can only control your reaction to the system. You do what you can do, and once you get your vaccine, you get your vaccine. But that's, I mean, I may not have long-term sobriety. I've been in the program for nine years. It's one thing I do know is not to get upset about things I can't control. Mm-hmm. I can only control my reaction to things. That's sort of the basic recovery mode. So to see people who aren't in recovery deal with certain things, it's like, I mean, it's really simple. You can't control that. Yeah. Why get worked up
0: about that? Responsive, Why? not reactive. <laughs>
1: I, it was like the night of the election. Uh, so many of my friends were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they were drinking and they were posting pictures of them drinking and taking pills. And I was getting texts. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm really calm because nothing I can do. I've done everything I can do. I posted for four fucking years. I used my voice. I went out and canvas. I, I voted. I've done all these things that I can do. I've done everything I could do. Mm-hmm. And that's up. And then tonight, I can't do anything. And they were like, what huh, huh? It's like the difference between people who even if you're not in recovery anymore, but if you've experienced that, and people who don't look at life that way mm-hmm. was in stark relief that night for me. Just stark. It was stark. I was like, why am I getting all these texts? Nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It would you you had to act up until tonight. That's you know, and then tonight is just how you react to it. And,
0: yeah, that's you know, true. Whatever, whatever. I mean, you have to rest eventually. <laughs> One day of rest. <laughs> I mean, I, believe me, but the day of the inauguration was so joyous.
1: I'm trying to hold on to that joy a bit. And even this, today, a friend of mine posted a picture of Biden like in, in the back pew sitting alone at church, mm-hmm. all by himself at church. I found such, even if you're an atheist, even if you're a pagan, even if you're a witch, even if you're not if, not, if you're Jewish or Muslim, you're not Christian or Catholic, if you're Protestant, to see that image of him, of something so humble about it, of him just sitting there by himself, like he's done almost every Sunday of his life, this man who's experienced so much loss, and just the last two weeks, all he's done is just keep his head down and done the work, and sort of been humble about it, and yeah. just Sort of decent. We've just been long. We've longed for decency. I've just yeah. you know, just decency. I just want decency. Fuck politics right now. Just, just decency. I want people to be decent again.
0: Well, I'm gonna say good night to you. We Are you gonna bake any cake? cakes tonight? You said you're gonna make a cake. I've already baked a cake this morning. Oh, you already baked a cake.
1: I've already handed out pieces of cake, honey. If you were here, I'd walk over. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yes. house. I walk by your house a lot thinking, oh geez. I wonder who lives there. I don't know, but I, I remember the night you put me a vegan meal and it was delicious. Yeah. yeah. See, but that was kind of you. You were kind. Jo- I want everyone that listens to this podcast to know when John lived in Hudson. <laughs> I don't know what like in Denver, but when he lived in Hudson, he was a kind presence. So <laughs> thank you for being a kind
0: presence in Hudson. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank All you. Right. You have a good night.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Do you have any questions, feedback, or want to share a story about reconnecting? You can drop me an email at imissyoupodcast at gmail.com. Find and follow the show on Instagram at imissyoupodcast. I Miss You is hosted, edited, and produced by me with lots of help from the universe. This episode was recorded at House of Pod in Denver, Colorado. Our podcast graphic was designed by Ian Sklarski, New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and show some love with lots of stars. It really helps. If you would like to support I Miss You, as well as get additional content and access to our members-only Facebook group, where you can connect and share with other listeners, consider subscribing to Patreon. You can find a link to Patreon in our Instagram bio, or at our website at imissyoupodcast.com. And finally, reach out, connect, And spread the love by telling all of your friends about our show. Till next time, new friend.